Big Dog Ball Talk 121 Malibu Rum. <laughs> Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel. Jordan, what are you sipping on there, man? Uh, Everclear. Rum, rum, I'm telling you. White um, yeah, it's uh, that Morgan. We're not we're not talking yeah. anything spice. No, no spice drum anymore. Now we're just going straight for the uh, the mix. Yeah, yeah. Bacardi. Uh, yeah, and we're we're always in the mix though when it comes yeah. to the NBA. Jordan, uh, big dog ball talk. I know I know we got a lot of potentially new listeners uh, over the last couple. Uh, you know, this past month, uh, you know, the the support's been awesome. Uh, so you can't know, can't thank you guys enough. So if you're if you're new to the podcast, uh, you know, welcome. Uh, you probably won't feel welcome uh, by the end of the episode, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> that's that that that's kind of the best way to feel welcome. But yeah, Matt Acorn, Jordan Flegel, and uh, uh, another good weekend of NBA action, Jordan. But uh, I'm, I'm more yes. concerned. What would you? What you? What you? How do you spend your weekend, Jordan? You're a party animal. You're a wild guy. Oh. Besides getting weird raccoons uh, added to your prop selection, I feel like you have oh, a yeah. little like you have a little toy bin or something going on uh, yeah, under your my- desk. <laughs> Yeah, my little uh, my little office is full of weird little knickknacks, Matt. Um, that I've been slowly showing you. Um, mm-hmm. But this weekend, what did I do? I you know I saw a comedy show this weekend, Matt. Uh, I don't know if you know, maybe the listeners know. Colin Mockery was in it. He was a guy who used to. He's a Canadian comedian. Used to be on Whose Line Is It, is it Anyways? Shout out. Mm. That might be a bit bit too old for you, Matt. You're a young guy. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, just a pup, man. But uh, it was uh, it was hilarious. It was great uh, at uh, Tarragon Theater in Toronto. If anyone wants to go check it out, it was uh, super fun. I think that was Friday. What else did I do? God, I forget. Uh, wait, what? Oh yeah, and the, you know the biggest thing was just watching the World Cup, Matt. Have you been watching? There's been some crazy. There's been some drama. There's been some crazy shit. Shout out Morocco go. getting all yeah, the way. Let's go Morocco to the semifinals. That's, my, that's what I'm, I'm, what I'm rocking with. If you're not For, rocking with Morocco, you're, you're not Moroccan rocking with, with the big them. Dogs. Yeah, yeah. See, God, we're right in Morocco with them. First African team semifinalist, first Arab nation, uh, you know, going going this far as well. And shout out Canada, uh, maybe having the toughest group uh, in the entire tournament. Mm-hmm. It turns out two semifinalists we had to go up against. Only goal Morocco's conceded, even though it was on their own themselves. But right. we hey, still hey, we'll we kicked it, it in. We'll we, it. we 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 caused the ricochet. So uh, so yeah, I've been loving that. Uh, but that's about it, Matt. Um, and then we got a dumping of snow, so that's been uh, you know sure. I'm always lovely. Got mixed feelings about that every year. You know how it goes. I like it. Uh, I, I stand by this because I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that, Jordan, I might be wise beyond my years. I feel, feel like I'm kind of like the caveman. You are not. I think I would discover fire. I could figure it out. Like if I was that caveman, I could do it. Uh, I don't think you could this, start this, a fire now. Trust me. I could do it, man. Okay. Uh, if, if my life depended on it. Uh, uh, <laughs> just just, uh, just give me a, a little canister of, uh, of gasoline. I can okay. Get it going, that's no that's uh, okay. You know but yeah, so they, it, it was it was you know one of those things I've always said you know after a big big time uh, eating sushi uh, all you can eat uh, <laughs> which is what I did fri- uh, Friday I was telling uh, you know uh, my, my spouse I haven't done that I, in I a said, while I said hey well we'll have to go I'll take you to the spot I know it's a little okay, little sweet. spot I know uh, but yeah it's a uh, you know I I I, I mowed down my fair share and then I was like oh yeah you have to have the green tea ice cream at the end one because it tastes amazing two because I'm like it always makes me not feel so full and bloated. Turns right. out, there you go, man. Green green tea has uh, theanine or something. I don't know what the what it is in it, but it actually <laughs> does help with that. So I've been Look knowing that it does that, but it, apparently there's actually a real scientific proven thing for it. So I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, I'm wise beyond my years. I uh, go with the I go with the, the red bean ice was, cream. Uh, the red bean, no, come on. The red bean is the, the green best, tea. Ah. I, I'll, I'll respect that at least a little bit more, as long as you're not getting like strawberry or chocolate or yeah, whatever. No. Like if you're going there, you got to get the you got to you got to actually get the real ice cream. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, enough about eating ice cream. More about the NBA. Big up, we'll talk. <laughs> uh, the first thing we're going to break right into, and we've talked about this before now, second time this season, uh, Joel Embiid monster performance once again, yeah. uh, fifty three points. Uh, dropping that on the, the the poor Charlotte Hornets and Plum Dog Millionaire, uh, he didn't stand a chance <laughs> in the paint. Uh, it, it was it was kind of a nice. It was very different from his last fifty point performance because uh, yep. you know we were yeah, the, the 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 first time he really was kind of being all finesse, uh, yep. a lot of jump shots, hitting some threes here and there. Uh, this one, that first half. I don't think he even he might have taken one shot just outside the paint, uh, but still low enough, like maybe like a 20, 20 foot jump shot or something. Uh, yeah. He really was, and it was it was actually unique. I thought, uh, you know, a Joel Embiid performance. He was just barreling into the into the lane, just yeah. taking the rock, going as hard as he could to the rim, and he 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 was showing off. He's like I'm 
I think this is kind of the peak of what you could expect from a guy like Joel Embiid of that size, that he can move that quickly, that much downhill, because usually a, a center would blow their knee out or just lose their balance and start wobbling before they get there. But oh. he was making nice Euro steps. He was doing some nice uh, some nice stuff down there. He's looking crafty, and if he can do this, I think this is a, a huge, huge bonus uh, for the 76ers if you know they can rely on him to both attack from the perimeter and on the inside. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like you're mentioning, only took... Three threes tonight. He hit two of them, but otherwise, yeah, like. it was it was all that's inside. A real, that's a Shaq's, big dog performance. Yeah, Shaq's got to be happy about this. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, this is what he's been pleading with all the big men in the NBA to do. Yeah, I think Joel Embiid. Maybe we watched Anthony Davis dominate for a couple weeks by just literally hitting layups and just being like, yep. you know, uh, you know, I can I can go do that too. I mean, it it, it it's really for for a guy like Embiid who's you know. He's he, he's got to be up there with the tallest starting centers or just centers overall in the league. Like not many are taller than him, and the only ones that are are like the wiry ones, like Mo Bamba, mm-hmm. who he could yeah, uh, you know push out of the way he's, anyway. He he's a he's a true seven footer too. Yeah, yeah, he's like you know seven one seven two probably, and uh, yeah, he's 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 huge. He's bigger than anyone certainly on on Charlotte, uh, and and he, he just you know. When he gets the ball in there, he, 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 yeah, he has a uh, you know an array of moves, but you know a lot of it last night was just you know one dribble, you know body into someone going straight up with yeah, it, yeah. you know dump offs for 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 little easy buckets and and yeah that's that's the best way you know to score efficiently like that to to, to run up your your point total and and it, it it was just great for for the Sixers and once again just like the last time we talked about him they still needed most of those points he put up like this yeah, this was yeah. a close enough game there at the end you would think against Charlotte if Joel scores over 50 um you know he he, he hopefully that's like through three quarters or something and then you know the game's well in hand but but it wasn't they 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 had to bring him back in the fourth i think doc you know probably wanted to keep him out longer um because you know Charlotte kept hanging around hanging around um but but yeah it was a you know great performance from him as as always, too, he he you know completely centers the defense. Uh, you know, on the mm-hmm. other side, didn't have all that many you know crazy blocks tonight. I think he only had one, but he he has all you know. It's kind of like the you know the Rudy Gobert stat, and you know all the other great shot blockers. It's all the shots he affects or you know stops people from even attempting uh, at the rim. You know when he's in there, um, and 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 so yeah, another incredible performance in you know a string of good performances. You know he's having he's an amazing season uh, overall. After you know not not doing so hot right off the the hop, I think he was mm-hmm. uh, had some conditioning issues and things like that. But um, but yeah, I mean I think I think the biggest story of the game, uh, or, or sorry, not the biggest story, but my biggest take, one of my biggest takeaways from the game, other than Embiid's performance, is that. Again, like we've talked about it, uh, and we don't have to talk about this that much, but <laughs> I'm watching James Harden, who again gets, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, an, an okay stat line if you're just looking at it, 19 and, and 16 assists. Should, would have had the triple-double, one rebound. He, well, well, yeah, one rebound away. And my God, he, I have, like, he's getting worse and worse off the ball. I swear, you know, before mm-hmm. he would, like, you know, when he wouldn't have the ball, he would kind of be engaged a little bit. You could you, you you could tell he was thinking about basketball. Now when he gives it up, you know, he might as well not not be he, like he honestly might as well go sit down on the bench because he he just kind of sits there. Uh, yeah. And you know he he he, he passes the ball around, but you, like you've pointed out many times, he, an assist number. Not all assists are created equal. Like if you're just the guy who is facilitating literally, yeah. like what's going on, it doesn't necessarily mean you put work into getting that person the bucket, especially a lot of those just going to Embiid, who, as we're talking about, getting easy buckets. Um, so, uh, and, and, you know, defensively, that's the reason why fucking, you know, Rozier went off uh, and mm-hmm. Oubre even was able to go off when he <laughs> when he was able to because you have guys on the Sixers side like James Harden who literally just, just stand there. And there was a couple times when, yeah, the, the, the Sixers would, you know, miss a shot. The, 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 the Hornets would grab a rebound. James Harden would be, you know, around uh, half court, uh, able to sort of get back and defend. And he just stands there. They go by. They got so many wide open layups in transition. Mm -hmm. It's a miracle that uh, the Sixers are fourth in defense right now. And that's all because Joel Embiid. So so while it's an amazing performance from him, the Sixers are kind of kind of getting towards, you know, back on the right track. Maxie's still out right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's a lot of heavy lifting that Joel's had to do recently to even keep these guys afloat. Um, but hey, if he can do it, uh, that's great. My my finals pick is looking uh, at least a little bit <laughs> yeah. better than it was. 
Yeah, I, and I, you know, you, you, I'll, I'll take your pinch of salt and I'll, I'll raise you a pinch of sugar here. <laughs> uh, you know, the, I, I actually think, as much as yeah, I agree, you know, off ball, James Harden is zero defensively, negative two. Uh, yeah, and, but. I do like that he seems to have finally understood where where he stands and what his yes, role is. Yes, at least he's not. Yeah, at least yeah, yeah. Because that's true. this this is how they should pretty much play every single game. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, obviously, you know, maybe you don't want uh, Embiid taking thirty shots every single game. Uh, yeah. You know, for a center, that's uh, a little bit tough, especially the way that he was getting those buckets, uh, as we were saying. But uh, I, I really did love to see James Harden just relying on those pick and rolls uh, yeah. with Embiid. You know, not making the stupid shots and trying to, you know, get his stat line up, get his numbers up. You know, he's he really was just looking to get the ball to Embiid and get in his hands and let him go to work. And that's what they need to do. Um, Harden, your time in the sun is over, brother. Uh, you, you, you're not going to yeah. be that guy anymore. Uh, but, yeah, I think it does bring up the point, though. Uh, and, and I think that it's almost underrated because he makes it look so easy because, again, it is easy to get the ball to Embiid. But he does make some nice passes in the pick and roll. He's a good pick and roll passer. But yeah. there probably is somebody you could find out there. <laughs> That is both a better defender and also a better, you know, just straight up playmaker uh, that would work on this team. And, you know, maybe you actually, you know, could shoot off ball for you or make some moves, uh, yeah. make some cuts, set some screens, uh, just do a little bit more uh, on the offensive end than what Harden is doing right now. And I don't, I, it's kind of hard. Like, I, I, I think it's almost the Trey Young syndrome. Like, he's just bored. I don't think he really even cares. Yeah, I but know. The, the, the problem is, that him not caring is why he's playing more passively and why he's facilitating yeah, more. Exactly. <laughs> I think when he does care, he's going to be like, okay, now I Here do we go. Dribble, dribble, step dribble, backs. Dribble. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I think that this is still something to monitor. You know, I definitely don't think the Sixers are out of the woods yet. Uh, and again, the, this reflects on their season. I mean, they're not, uh, they're not doing that hot. I mean, for a team that has been near the top of the East, uh, you know, for the last two, three years, uh, 14 and 12. I mean, the East is super competitive. Um, but I mean, the Nets, the Bucks, the Cavs, and the Celtics are pretty much by far and away the top four right now in the East. And then there's yeah. about seven teams that are kind of jockeying for the those last couple spots. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how it yeah. all shakes out. But yeah, I'm I, I, I I'm going to take a positive away from this one. But there's still definitely a lot of room for error here, and I could 100% see the Sixers still fucking this up. Um, but yeah, I think when Maxi oh, gets yeah. back, it'll oh, yeah. also be different. You know, everything will change. Uh, and, and I think that that's uh, that's where we're going to have to you know leave off, and we'll we'll see where where, where things go. But uh, you know yeah. the the Sixers. You know, could get frisky. I think that uh, on any night they could they could beat uh, any team. And, yeah. and I do like you know even you yeah. mentioned though you know that this was a close game. It doesn't look like it. if you again if you just look at the box score and B drops fifty three and they win by eighteen points. Uh, yeah, it was it was close all the way up to that last last couple minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, it was not a uh, wasn't wasn't a, such a clear and convincing win for me uh, no. against the, one of the worst teams in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have to see how they can respond to that. Uh, and we're going to uh, shift our focus now to another Eastern Conference team that uh, kind of on the flip side is down in the dumps. And I think we said it before, oh, Jordan, the, the panic button was out. It was out before. Now, Jordan, I, I'm I'm massaging it. I'm caressing it. <laughs> but sick. I would like to have... I would like to have this discussion with you. I think we need to have a a, a quick breakdown here. I think a, a kind of a public I'm gonna service break announcement here. No, listen. They, okay, so we're talking about the Raptors here. Toronto Raptors losing back-to-back games to the Orlando Magic. Uh, it, it, heartbreaking, just disgusting display of, of basketball uh, all, all around. Uh, really, literally no positives. Literally no positives, especially in that last game. No positives. Uh, but I... I I, again, I'm kind of go. I go back and forth, but th- th- this is the first thing I want to say though. Before we empty out the clip here into the Raptors and what they've been doing this season, how everything's going, I would just like to say this: Raptors fans, I think we're one of the worst fan bases in the fucking league now. We used to be one of the best, most proud, uh, you know, fan bases. We're ruined. We all these people. I think that again, a lot of them came around the younger generations. They're all spoiled. They're yeah. all a little band. They don't understand. Uh, if you're listening to this and you uh, you know you don't remember the days of uh, you know the the old uh, the black and purple jerseys like the post Vince Carter uh, early Chris Bosh years those fucking sucked. When Chris Bosh left and it was Young DeRozan trying to lead it, those were tough years. Uh, and people you know just like to pretend like oh the Raptors have always been this uh, really great skilled team Spurs of the East kind of thing. No. This is the, like what the, we're dealing with right now. We're still in the playoff hunt. We still have a, a decent record. Like this, things could be a whole lot worse. But I just find that people now just 
panic. They're like, oh, this is horrible. You trade this guy. Like, Fred VanVleet, yeah, hasn't been playing that well. I 100% agree. I don't think he's playing up to his expectations. But no. give the guy some fucking credit. Give the guy a break. <laughs> I mean, like, he's, he's, we've seen, in the 2019 uh, Eastern Conference semis, yeah, we were all shitting on him. And then what did he end up doing? He bounced back and he was one of the biggest driving forces, like you mentioned in one of our last podcasts, in, uh, you know, in taking us to the championship. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I think he deserves a little bit more credit and a little bit more time. He was an all-star last year, for God's sakes. Um, you know, Siakam's just getting back from, uh, you know, his, his injury still. But it, all I ever hear is, oh, he blows up. Oh, i got to blow this up. Everything's blowing up. I don't really blame the players as much. I think for once, and now I can now I'm ready to empty the clip. Oh, come on. Masai, not poor Nikki. Oh, okay. I thought you were going Masai for needs well no. Nikki was the other fifty percent <laughs> of this. Masai right. constructed a stupid ass team, which to be fair, we uh. said this was a risky decision to build a team with a bunch of wings that can't shoot really, uh, and then one primary ball handler. Okay. That was a risky call. I and then Nick Nurse doesn't know how to run this shit. I swear to God, why does he never... I never hear anyone say boo about this guy. Ever. I, I know. Like, well, what, what is he's... he untouchable? Is he in the mob or something? Like, fuck this guy. I don't <laughs> care. He makes he makes yeah. a lot of bad decisions. I've been thinking this for years, man. Like, and I've said this on the podcast. I don't think he's that good of a coach. He's he. I think he's benefited from inheriting a system that works for his team. And now that he's facing some adversity, we're seeing, oh, looks like Nikki Nurse is kind of a one-trick pony when it comes to the end of the day. Without Kawhi, they've had one playoff round victory, and it was over the Brooklyn Nets without Kyrie. Their best player was Spencer Dinwiddie. This team is not that good with Nick Nurse at the helm. And I really do think that they should have held on to some of these coaching staff that they've let go. Uh, Adrian Griffin, the, you're the the start warming that seat up, buddy, because uh, I, I might want to put you in there. Wow, Matt. Wow. I, I, I don't know if I'm quite ready to go there yet. I still, I think, yeah, like, I, I think Nick Nurse is a good good coach. Uh, and I think he, he like, it, it wasn't even just his first year. I think it was, you know, the, the year before Dwayne Casey got fired, his last year, when they implemented a whole new kind of system. You know, they, they had the bench mob. They started sharing mm-hmm. the ball again uh, after a couple years of just downright, you know, Shitty isolation play, relying on Kyle and Demar way too much, and, and getting bounced from the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, now they got bounced from the playoffs that year anyway, even after they implemented that. But they had the number one seed in the East, and and uh, everyone said, you know, it was clear right away that was all Nick Nurse on that offensive end doing that. And sure, I want to yeah, know yeah. where's the offensive uh, cool, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ideas now, Nick. I mean, like I know you can do it. I, I I just literally just said I still think you're a good coach, but I I agree. It's kind of like. Like it, it, and it would it would be fine if it wasn't ju- if it was just that, but it's not just that. Like I'm looking at the minutes for these guys: 44 yep. minutes for Gary Trent, 42 again for Fred VanVleet, Scotty Barnes over over 40. That's fine for him; he's a young guy. Pascal just got back; he's playing; he's pushing 40 minutes, and he barely plays anyone off the bench. He basically picks one guy off the bench that he goes with and plays, you know, starter level minutes every night. But then you have a yeah. guy like Coloco who you start. Who only plays seven minutes in total, so it's not even like you're 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 playing a guy, you know, you know. Great development. You're, you're basically just yeah, you're just basically just playing, you know, five starters, uh, you know, the majority of the game, and throwing in a few guys here and there, and and so the rotations I just don't get. Like if you're 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 gonna lose to the Magic twice in a row, like at least, like my God, at least if you if that's gonna happen, I would like Fred VanVleet to play 35 minutes and feel rested for next game. Not completely oh, yeah. gassed uh, now, you know, going into, you know, like it, it just doesn't make sense because you've got young guys sitting on the bench like Delano Banton could be playing more. Uh, these guys like Malachi 100%. Flynn just doesn't play anymore. And I'm like, if you're really not going to trade uh, play him, trade the guy, because like I, I think, you know, he, he's a young point guard. He's got, he's got stuff to give. We need more point guard minutes played mm-hmm. by someone other than Fred Van Vliet. I, I, I just don't understand. And, like, last night, um, you know, they, they, they were missing OG, which was obviously a huge, you know, he, he's probably been their best player on the whole uh, th- th- this season so far. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that doesn't help. Um, but, like, the rotations I don't get. And, yeah, where's the offensive? I, I just want – this team is becoming like a slog fest again. Just like this – Oh, it's boring. Kind yeah. of gross. It's ugly. Uh, like, like, you know, relying on a lot of isolations, you know, Fred Van Vliet's just uh, kind of, uh, we talked about it last pod. I, I, I would like to see him, I don't know, with more help or more uh, ideas up there for like how to, how to run things. But like, it's a lot of 
just kind of uninspired play offensively. And then I, I do think it's the it's the rest, man. I think it's the fatigue, well, mental and physical. Yeah, he's been playing. He's, he's been up there for the most minutes in the league for for years now. Like mm-hmm. like like pushing. You know, but uh, yeah, basically since Kyle left, he, he's yeah. just been. Uh, Nick Nurse has not really been taking him off the floor almost at all. Um, and yeah, I think it's affected his play. And 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 so yeah, the rotations and like yeah, j- j- just. I'm not quite there where you're at with with Nick. I still think he has, you know, built up, you know, some some sort of cushion, um, and 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 shown that he can do it. But like, uh, it's 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 not going well recently. Um, yeah. And 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 when you're talking about Masai, I don't think this was a dumb way to construct a team, theoretically. But it just feels like he him and Bobby have just stopped short. Like it's been like yeah. you know, it's like eighty five percent loading, and then it's like okay, we're good, and I'm like. Guys, what the hell? There's still so many problems that we still don't have. Yeah, like that that center that you're like, oh yeah, this is great. We still don't have a bench clearly that Nick Nurse trusts enough to play. Uh, like yeah, we picked up Otto Porter, but you know he, he's he's he's, been, he's out. been out with with injury this yeah. year, so so that 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 hasn't worked out really. Um, Thad Young, I, I love him. He's been great, but like, can we get some more guys in here? And it's, uh, we, we talked about it last week specifically. A fucking point guard. What is wrong with you guys? Like uh, Fred Van Vliet is is. Three games away from fucking, you know, playing his 40th minutes of the night and going and rolling his ankle and being out for the season. You know, knock on wood well, then, that that does not happen. But, like, that happens to Scotty fatigue again. players. Well, exactly. And then, yeah, and then maybe, for and then, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm not even going to get into Scotty and, and possibly some, you know, uh, attitude uh, concerns that may or may not be on him. You know, maybe he's... Maybe he he wants to be point Scotty, you know, at all times, and is kind of you know annoyed with his role a little bit or or whatever is making him lethargic. He's yes. being a bit of a diva. I know. I, I I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt as well, but he, he it does seem like he's being, you know, a, a, for for a second year guy who got put in a really good situation, one rookie of the year, and, oh, yeah. and yeah. has the most opportunity you could possibly ask for. I mean, I know he's a high pick, but like. This a team that also really showcases his skills. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he should be, you know, complaining all that much right now, and he should be flat, you know, straight up and flat out playing harder. Uh, this motherfucker you know. got forty-one minutes, and I think that this is, and that's another thing with Nick Nurse that I just don't get with Scotty in particular is he's very clearly going through the sophomore slump. It happens. This is one of the worst I think I've ever seen for the for the record. <sighs> like he looks bad, uh, and 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 yeah. then it's like, okay, how do you solve this? I'm just going to fucking play him and leave him out there and hang him out to dry and exhaust him. Give him a fucking game to rest or like give like they can play 25 minutes, 28 minutes, one game. Rely on anybody yeah. else. Literally one guy. You have 15 players. They're all NBA players. They can they can play basketball, Nick. So that's my problem with this whole shit. Like and then when you hear about all these possible trades, you can't trade Fred VanVleet because again, like we said, who the fuck's going to handle the ball? You can't really I don't even think uh, people say Gary Trent Jr. has to be gone. Why the fuck do you want to give up your most consistent outside score? He's been How great. I have not sense? anything bad to say about uh, Gary Trent. I said and, it last and week Nick and this Nurse year. If you're out. calling for that, you're an idiot. Yeah, I don't get that. I, like, I don't know. Nick like, Nurse he wasn't, always, every other week, Nick Nurse is calling out the wrong guy. I'm like, yeah. what's wrong with you, Nick? Yeah, and it, and it wasn't like, you know, when Gary Trent Jr. got to Toronto, he everyone said, you know, not a defensive guy, not going to be a fit. He stepped up his game to play well on the defensive end. Oh, yeah. And now everyone just pretends like, oh, well, now because his deflections went from three and a half to two and a half. <laughs> oh, there's a, and that, he still gives it on defense. Uh, and he's, yeah, gonna, he like, uh, he's, a, he's a sniper on offense. So I don't know what the fuck people are thinking. If, if you want to make a move here, and Raptors fans, again, too stupid to understand this, the only move that you could do right now, if you wanted to move personnel, because right now you're stuck. I think you're, you you just have to find, Nick Nurse has to find a way to make this work. There's, there's, there's no real moves you can make uh, unless, again, you want to package Malachi Flynn in a first for like a someone who's barely going to improve your uh, rotation. Yeah. Um, but you need to move OG. That's the only thing you could do, even though, again, probably the second best player. And, and I don't want to let go of OG either. But when you look at the contracts, you look at how everything's going, OG is the only one you could move. Because you you can't move Fred and you can't move Gary Trent Jr. OG would yeah. be that odd man out. You can sell high and you could get a King's Ransom for OG right oh, now. But oh, everyone it, wants him now. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's kind of that, that premier guy. But it's just I, I, I think that right now Nick Nurse is uh, playing them into the ground. And I, I'm, I'm just re- really unhappy with what I've seen with this team because they have a lot of potential. They've shown it this season. That's why I don't want to fully hit the oh, panic yeah. button, but they've got they do have to, you know, find that fire and, you know, start playing with some urgency here. Yeah, yeah, like uh, again, I said it last week too when we talked about them. Um like there's 
I, I, I'm not all that worried because I, I'm giving them some some time to readjust to Siakam being back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all, all, all these other things they have to deal with. You know, OG now out. Uh, hope uh, doesn't doesn't look like for all that long. But you know, they, they, there's. I'm still giving them time. Uh, losing twice again to Orlando is not good. That's not a good start to me giving yeah. them time. You know, I, I expected them to at least get one. They were they were in the first game uh, and they, they they could have won that one. That came down to the wire. Um, and then you know the second one, two on the road. That's tough. So like I'm I'm not I'm not I'm, tr- I'm trying not to panic too too much. Their next game is until Wednesday. They've got a long time you know to sort of recuperate. They're coming back home. I just think they they. They're just in a situation where they need everyone. Like, if you miss one piece, like, and, and I'm, I'm even talking about, like, Precious Achua, who is hasn't even mm-hmm. been all that great this year, but since he's been out, like, that's just one less player to, you know, sort of wild card to throw in there, you know, who is athletic, who can hit it from three, who can, you know, play play some and of the center minutes. Nick Nurse actually will play. Yes, exactly. So it's like, and it's, and, and even Otto Porter, who, who you know, Nick Nurse has shown a willingness to play when he's been out there this year and has been good. Like, we all know what he brings to the table. Uh, you know, when he's been missing, it's just... Th- th- this team has just no room for error, which is what's really annoying. And I, and I just I just want that to be addressed. I just want... Mm-hmm. I want... a God, another fucking ball handler. It doesn't even have to be a point guard necessarily. It can be like a, you know, a, a ball handling too. Like, like yeah. anyone to take the pressure off Fred Van Vliet. Another player that Nick Nurse can bring off the bench that he trusts because... Like if in the regular season, in the slog of the regular season, you should not be playing guys uh, like this. You shouldn't be playing a tight seven or eight, uh, yeah. and you know with your starters playing. Yeah, like we're saying, forty plus. That, that you should have the option to to not have to do that. And 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 you know, Fred VanVleet and Pascal Siakam, the 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 guys who grew up from you know young fucking pups all of a sudden to these NBA vet veterans. You know, I blink my eyes, and and these guys are you know the veterans of this team. Like. They're they're gonna start legitimately needing rest if you want to like extend yeah, their prime. Yeah. Like they're gonna start legitimately needing, you know, uh, to, to you, you, like you're saying those games where you only have to play 25, 30 minutes, uh, days where you just you know games where you can straight up rest uh, one or, or this, both of these guys and they don't have the Orlando. They should have just ran their whole bench. They should have been rest the two of them yeah. and just go let Scotty run the show. And then you could yeah. have, you know, Malachi play, Bannon play, like Coloco get some heavy minutes. Just do something. Like, this is not, this wasn't a game that you needed a win on, technically. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, again, we're uh, obviously, we don't know because we're not in the NBA. Uh, but I don't think Nick Nurse will not be yet. Uh, if he keeps this up. I'll join, um, the, I'll join the fucking team. Like, I, Nick. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Give us I can 10 shoot day. it. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm basically, you can fill the Matt Thomas role, uh, you know, so mm-hmm. send me Legendary. in Legendary. 90, uh, whatever there was, something insane when he came out from, uh, his Euro league, it was yeah. like 90, 98%, uh, <laughs> true shooting percentage, fucking God. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then Nick Nares refused to play him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, but, uh, to move on here, uh, from our, our gripes with the Raptors, uh, and hopefully this will be, uh, the end of this conversation and they'll, uh, turn it around here or else, uh, fucking better. The, the Friday episode of the podcast could get ugly. Uh, <laughs> might, might might just be an hour long rant because I yeah. think we 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 just uh, we didn't even uh, we didn't even you know scratch the surface yet of what's really going on here. Also, MLSE <laughs> drop the ticket prices, you fucking greedy bastards. I know uh, that's the other the, thing. The, about, nobody, when you're talking there. about fans, like this, is, like yeah, we we are becoming uh, a really annoying fan base, and I uh, yeah. you know I want to apologize to everyone on behalf of us. But yeah, because the way we are on Twitter and and yeah. God, the, the the weekend games, the date night games, no one's even there. You know, just yeah. a murmurs through the building. Everyone there is trying to look fucking cool. All you even, fucking uh, finance bros and yeah. and and uh, anyone else who goes who you know doesn't really like. I swear, it, it just became like this. a hot yeah, just became a hot ticket. These guys don't even watch the games. Fuck off. Go to a Leafs game for God's sake. You know, it's it's a lot easier mm-hmm. to you know fake. Uh, I think I think you can fake be a being a hockey fan. Just cheer when they score, okay? Um, but you know, uh, let everyone else let 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 the people from fucking you know uh, you know all, all all walks of life all over the city who used to be able to afford these 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 Raptors games. Raptors games used to be fun even when they were bad uh, because oh, yeah. you know you had, yeah, yeah. you had people in there who were just excited to be there. We got to bring back those times, man. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see what we could do uh, again after this. They, they, there shouldn't be a ticket in the house, uh, you know, over two hundred bucks. Uh, no. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what they do. Probably going to keep the tickets at a ridiculous rate. But uh, you know, to to move on here, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, looks like there might be a bit of a, a rivalry brewing, bit of beef, bit of a beef stewing uh, between in me the and Western you. Conference. Yeah. 
No, man, that wouldn't be a beef. I would just crush you. Um, uh, the, uh, the the Suns and the Pels uh, getting into it a little bit physical. They had those yeah, back yeah, to yeah. back to back matchups as well this weekend. And first off, looks like the New Orleans Pelicans are the clear cut top team in the yeah. Western Conference. Uh, Devin Booker uh, wasn't in action for the the game yesterday uh, yeah. on Sunday, uh, but. Even with him there, I don't think it would have made a difference. Uh, you know, Zion looking insane. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's he's been playing amazing. You know, thirty five points in the last uh, outing there uh, in, in overtime. You know, and they and they got that kind of a you know bit of a you could say it was controversial. Chris Paul's leg sticking out gets the offensive foul and fouls out. Um, but Jordan, I mean, the Pelicans and the Suns. They uh, they were looking close. They were looking good. And then what does uh, what does Zion do uh, at the end of the first game that they played? Uh, there's only a couple seconds left. The games are wrapped. Throws down a fucking sick alley. Uh, no, yeah, it was sorry. Sick. Three three sixty windmill. Like yeah. uh, I feel like that's kind of Zion's like staple dunk yeah. almost, which is yeah. insane. Uh, and then you know the the bench is clear and guys get a little bit feisty out there. Um, but uh, you know I I like to see that because then Zion even said it after. He said you know not really was something I would do, but. And I also didn't like his wording. He should have been more political about this. Uh, he said he sent them. He sent my my team home or my teammates home last year, so I had to do it. And it's like, no, no, no. You say you sent us home because you're yeah. still on the team, man. Even yeah. though you weren't playing, you still say <laughs> us. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I kind of like this beef. I would love to see a, another seven game series of these two teams. I oh, think that this could be uh, this could be that passing of the guard if uh, if if the the Pelicans could find a way to get past the Suns in the playoffs. And uh, you know, uh, it, it seemed like. It actually, because you know, we we all thought it was you know we were putting the blame on Zion, but then you know you get the camera angle uh, the next day. Looks like Chris Paul throwing a little bit of a chicken wing at Jose Alvarado. Alvarado lives rent free in your head, Chris. It's uh, it's not a good look. No, oh, it, it's great being a Chris Paul fan because I have to try and sort of overlook all the blatantly <laughs> dirty shit he's done for his entire career. Like he's such a little pest, man. He's he's oh, the yeah. worst. And I I mean I hope. I hope at the end of the day, Jose Alvarado, like, you know, even though <laughs> in the pre- there was a press conference, I think it was after the Friday game that they played, Jose Alvarado wouldn't even mention Chris by name. He just kept saying, when that guy's out there, I'm going to be out there. Uh, and I love it. I love how competitive he is against him. They, they clearly don't really like each other. Um, but I, I hope that's kind of like a passing of the guard and like that there's like a, at least even if they won't admit it, like a respect uh, between them that they're so competitive that they're, you know, mm-hmm. fucking 48-year-old Chris Paul is going up against this, you know, kid who just got in the yeah. league. It's so petty. It's so stupid. Uh, but it, it it's kind of like, you know, reminds me of the old stories of, like, you know, Kevin Garnett when, like, Joakim Noah came into the league, you mm-hmm. know, really respected him at a poster of him on the wall, and KG was basically like, fuck you, man, because uh, he, he, he doesn't love. care. I love it. That's what it should be. I don't want to see these guys hugging and kissing after every game. I want to let's get, let's get some fucking feuds. I know. The, the, the league has been, you know, Le, Le, LeBronized, you know, everything's mm-hmm. love, everything's, yeah. you know, you know, Instagram stories and Taco Spit Tuesday. someone's face, man. Bring me back, yeah, bring me back the, the you know, the, the, the 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 fight the the beef everything you know I, I I love the intensity how much these guys love it and and are petty who, and and violent was for it? no reason what, was it Lance that used to untie people's shoes at the free throw line? oh yeah yeah I love it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Lance but you know blowing some ears at, you know everything I, mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm all for it and and we I think we just talked about rivals rivalries last week uh, and 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 I think this is the only real one in the NBA right now at least like between teams them, yeah. and between players because like. There's there's stuff like on the court that you would maybe consider a rivalry like, you know, Boston and Milwaukee have, have played each other numerous times, you know, different iterations over the years, uh, kind of more recently. And, and they had a tough battle last year that was amazing. But like they they don't really hate each other. You don't no, get that no. sense. Um, and, and you really need that for, for the rivalry to work. And, and yeah, the, the, the Pels and Phoenix, they they hate each other. I wish Jake Crowder was still out there because, you know, the, the Pelicans mm-hmm. fans. You know, with the fuck Jay Crowder t-shirts last year, that was awesome. That would <laughs> add even more to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, t- t- two really entertaining games as well. Like, that's mm-hmm. the other thing when you've got, you know, these kind of, you know, tempers, you know, flaring. Uh, it, it makes for really intense, you know, must-watch games. Um, and, and, yeah, the Pelicans got the better of, of, of you know, Phoenix, uh, you know, both times. I, the, the first game was close, too. Uh, you know, uh, it, it was, you know, re- really entertaining. The Pelicans kind of pulled away at the end. Again, all that offensive firepower. We, we just talked mm-hmm. about them last week as well. Um, and then, yeah, in OT, you know, the, the Suns put on a good showing without Devin Booker. Um, uh, but, you know, let's be let's be fair to the Pelicans without uh, Ingram. 
so you yeah, know they're yeah. they're they're doing amazing. Um, and and yeah, I would love it. Uh, you know, if, if Pelicans stay towards the top of the you know West, Phoenix probably will as well. They they've dropped down a little bit now, so maybe a second round series. Maybe the conference finals, that'd be pretty crazy. Uh, but you know, uh, I, I yeah, wouldn't complain. I, I am losing, I'm losing a little bit of faith in the Suns, but I do, it, it, I think it's a possibility though. That would be a, I think that would be a fucking amazing way to, to you know, be figure great. out who's going to the NBA finals. Uh, you get the young and up and coming team versus the, the, the Wiley Vets and they've got some, uh, some beef. That would be perfect. Cause yeah, there really isn't, uh, any heated rivalries like this. Like, I think a lot of times it's more of like, uh, you know, a player's uh, yes. beef with the team or something like Trey Young and the Knicks. It's yep. Trey Young and the Knicks, not the yep. Hawks and the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 but I, w- I wish that basketball had more of that. Like, uh, you know, we were just talking about hockey. Uh, at least they do it right. When you play for the and, and soccer uh, to an extent as well, uh, it really doesn't matter who's on the team. If you are on that team, you now hate yes. everybody yeah. who plays for this team, and you now have beef with them. Uh, and it's just on site. Like yeah, that—that's how it should be. I don't. I, I Boston and Boston Celtics and Lakers fans should hate each other, yeah. and it really should be toxic. Like I want a little bit of toxicity <laughs> back in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. No. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm. I'm all for this. I don't know how you, like, how should we fucking reverse engineer these rivalries like 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 mm-hmm. I, I i i don't know but like you know the pelican yeah i guess you need like a guy on your team who's kind of annoying and then another guy who, who yeah. won't take it uh and, and and pushes back and then you know the, the rest of the team to kind of rally around either guy so i don't know there, there's lots of opportunities but like this is my call out to all nba players be violent and be petty. Uh, this is this is my call to violence for you. Not real violence, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. on the court, uh, you know. Uh, they, you hear stories of you know the NBA in the eighties, and you know Charles Barkley and these guys say, "Yeah, and I was coming down the court, and one guy punched me in the face, or yeah, he, yeah. randomly, uh, you know, hit me as hard as he could in my gut, and then we hated each other for twenty oh, years." Video, I'm like, yeah, bring that back. There's a the what was it the video is like rookie Kareem I'm pretty sure or uh, <laughs> not not rookie Kareem but uh, you know it's still young enough uh, takes the elbow to the chest uh, yeah. and then just goes up and fucking oh, throws a haymaker <laughs> from behind it was uh, yeah a bit, a bit of a cheap shot but yeah you know, like again I don't want anyone to get hurt for God's sake but like you know the 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 competitiveness and the you know the the the, the passion and you know. Yeah, the the rivalry, the you know hating another team, uh, you know not as people but just you know as competitors on the court. It's uh, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. better for everyone, better for the fans, better for you guys. You know the the product's better, and I swear it's more exhilarating as a player. You know we we, we, we remember even in high school. You know, uh, fu- mm-hmm. fuck you, St. Mary's. If anyone from St. Mary's is listening, <laughs> go fucking die. Yeah, count count the rings, man. Count yeah. the rings. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's always good to look back on that. Uh, you know, dwell on the dwell on the the wonder years. Uh, it wasn't really a rivalry for us. Prob- it was not really pretty one side. Yeah, just uh, yeah. just routine. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it, it, it is a, it is crazy to think about the, all these rivalries. And you know, maybe maybe what they should do is the and I just thought about this now. Uh, the NBA should buy out uh, Patrick Beverly's contract. And <laughs> yeah, he, every yeah. team they should have him pretty much on retainer. Yeah, yes. like as a league representative, and any team, you know, they have like an allocation, like a, you know, one, a twice a season that they can use Patrick Beverly in their lineup, and he'll just go out there and play for your team and cause yeah. a ruckus, and like he'll he'll fucking get up on the scores table and flip off fans. It'll be great, <laughs> and he'll he'll dive at guys' knees. I think that's what they should do. Uh, they just need to have a guy like that that you can call up, kind of he like does a, feel... uh, a hired gun. <laughs> yeah, he does feel like he's like. He says so much shit. He feels like he's already like a plant by the CIA or something to just I make, think he the, would do it make the NBA more interesting. 100%. Yeah. And then he'd go on TV 20 years later, reveal all the details. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. 100%. I mean, he already kind of goes around the NBA kind of seemingly yeah, at random yeah. hitting, you know, there's only a few teams left he hasn't been to. Honestly, uh, Masai, you're looking for a point guard. Go get go get Pat Bev. I, I don't even care anymore, yeah. man. At least he plays defense. Uh, yeah. that, that, that that wouldn't be a bad fit. And he's been in the league long enough. I think Dick Nurse would play him. So yeah. uh, could, yeah. could be an interesting pickup. But uh, yeah, the Pelicans and the Suns, good rivalry. Uh, and hopefully, you know, maybe by, by Friday's episode, we'll have a couple more rivalries to talk about. But yeah. uh, we're going to get into the hypothetical here. I mean, we're kind of already talking about the hypothetical. But, uh, you know, we're back uh, talking about the... Uh, the, the wonderkin that is Victor Wambanyama, uh, you know, going off again. And, and, you know, it's people have brought this discussion up before because 
he's getting a lot of press, a lot of free press. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the most talked about rookies we've seen in years. Uh, and, and like even like uh, you know, I was I was before we got on the the pod here today to record. Uh, you know, I wanted to brush up on some tape. Uh, you know, run it back turbo. Uh, and you know, I went on the NBA page to go watch some highlights. And uh, you know, I'm looking at it, and I didn't realize until now they've been sharing and uploading his games, his highlights from what he plays in. They're uh, like, the, the NBA itself. Which is, yeah, of him. Yeah, but how the fuck does that make sense? He's not in the NBA anymore. How can you do that? Technically, he hasn't even. I don't think he's declared officially. Like he's no, uh, no. like a, that's, that's weird. A, a, yeah, because I, I think he's playing in the inner like for the whatever the G League affiliate whatever. Like right, his team in, plays in, with them. So in they France, have that right. He's yeah, still playing yeah. in France. Yeah, whatever the fuck his team's called, something like the ninety twos or something. Yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. I don't. Because they've played, they've played a couple G League teams. That's when he played yeah. Scoot, Scoot Henderson, and mm-hmm. everything. So yeah, 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 that makes sense. So, so it's but yeah, they're sharing this. They're they're pushing this guy like he's being kind of groomed right now as this yeah. uh, you know the next phenom. And I think the the and even though we were young, you know, looking back, the only person I can think of that really had this much hype, you know, maybe next to Zion is LeBron James. Uh, and, and the discussions come up if let's say this was the same draft class, both of them are eighteen years old. Who's going number one, 18-year-old LeBron or 18-year-old Wembenyama? Because I think it's the, there is a discussion to be had because especially now in this era, you know, a seven-footer yeah. that can dribble and shoot threes, that's pretty much, uh, you know, everybody's going to be, uh, you know, the splattering on their, their computer screens uh, whenever they see this guy. <laughs> that's pretty much, how, it's pretty much how NBA Twitter treats this guy. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, 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 how old was I? Six when LeBron was, uh, you know, coming yeah. into to you know, getting that attention senior in high school. But like from, from all accounts, from what I've seen, you know, I watched the doc guy, you know, I've, I've, I've worked back on a game or whatever it is. Uh, I think it's, yeah. 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 I think so. Um, and, uh, great, great song, great soundtrack. Uh, Mm -hmm. Eminem's a bit of a, you know, weak link on that one, but you know, we, we'll we'll forgive him. That's a good one. No, come on. That's a good one. That's a good song though. That's before you really fell off. Oh, I mean, yeah, that was, that was right. Yeah. Right at the peak. No, of all the people, I mean, Kanye's also on there. So I should really, you know, nice one, Jordan. No. Okay. Kanye, Kanye, the worst. Okay. Look, I'm I, I I love Eminem. Okay, uh, you know again the early stuff. All, all these guys I, I can't listen to them anymore. Anyway, when would sobered up. when has Lil Wayne listened to or put out any new music recently? I don't think so. Fucci. He was good on that one though. Um, but uh, anyway, LeBron, from all you know, from, from you know by all accounts and everything, he he was like the most hyped up mm-hmm. uh, high school prospect ever to exist. You know the, there was the Sports Illustrated cover. His, his his high school games even random ones you know on national tv like you know yeah. on espn uh and it was it was clear he was going to be you, you know he, people were calling him you know already uh he was in line to be the greatest athlete you know ever you know and, and the chosen sort of, one chosen one you know like just he, he was literally and, and when you do go back and watch his old you know high school tape he was literally like a man amongst boys like he he, he looked like an nba player playing with like, you know, one of his teammates was a fucking short little dude. And you know, there was a bunch yeah. of those guys he was playing against. So he did I think shit that he does. He's never even been able to do in the NBA. It was <laughs> so weird to me looking back. It's like, why can't you do that? Through the legs dunks. Uh, he would do was, it all the was, time. There was one move he did uh, where it's like, and I've never seen anybody really do it except for uh, who was, um, I think it was like the like Steve Smith used to do it, uh, where it's kind of like this pivot. Like he would do a drop step. Oh, yeah. Speed away. The Smitty? Uh, and oh, oh, the Smitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So sick, and it's like, why doesn't anyone try to do this move? Yeah, no, uh, he was he was incredible. It was it, like th- that's some of the craziest shit I've ever seen, and and it still holds up today. Like sometimes you look back at old sh- you know tape of of guys in the mid two thousands, and it's like, okay, Steve Francis, you were you were fine, uh, but like, mm. um, I, I think it's really hard to meet that that hype train and like get to that level that he, that he was because he, he's the one like people. Even with Zion and people talk about like Blake Griffin was really hyped up as well. They did not reach uh, the mm-hmm. LeBron level. Like it, it was like no, you know it, it, it seemed louder because also like we, it, it, if the internet and Twitter was around when LeBron was you know coming up as well in oh, two thousand yeah. fucking three, it, it wouldn't even be a debate. I don't think. But like you know Zion and and you know all these more recent guys have had that sort of you know amplified through social media or whatever. And you're seeing that with Victor Wembanyama. So yeah, I think it's approaching it, but I think. I don't think it's quite where, you know, if, if, if you sort of level up, you know, consider everything, I think LeBron's hype is still pretty much, you know, for me right now, it's 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 not attainable by Victor uh, unless yeah. some he has some crazy, you know, 
if he just keeps adding on to it and I don't know, has He'll have to drop like 60. Yeah. Like something insane like that. And just like, uh, you know, the, 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 the thing too, was that there was no doubt that LeBron was going to work in the NBA. Like when you look at a guy with that body, Victor, like we've seen big men come in, uh, you know, and, and you know, obviously nothing like him, nothing like the skill he's had, but just the mm-hmm. injury concern alone for me is what like stops him from being like, like you know the all-out kind of um you know you know hype surrounding him you know approaching that lebron level just because i think yeah people are always going to be until he comes into the nba and proves it i mean i know i am i'm a little bit skeptical that a guy that long and that sort of lanky uh can can stay healthy uh and 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 deal with the more physical guys in the nba there was never an issue with that with lebron he had an nba body from the time he was probably six years old so it was it it was it was fine but but i will say um, I don't know. I mean, we, 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 were around when Zion, you know, when Zion was in high school all the way up through Duke. And now do you think Victor's overt overtaking Zion's hype? Cause I think even that is still kind of close mm. in my eyes, but I would, I would lean towards. Yes. I think people are a little bit more excited about what he's going to bring to the table. So I'll say this, I guess, uh, and it goes to LeBron as well. Uh, I think it all depends on, you know, the situation of how, how the hype's being created, too, because yeah. I feel like LeBron LeBron was mainstream. Zion was mainstream. Yes. Yeah. I don't think if you went out in the street and you asked somebody, you know, the average Joe Schmo uh, no. who Victor Wembanyama <laughs> was, they'd have no fucking clue. No. Uh, so I think that he's huge in basketball circles, yeah, but I yeah. don't necessarily think that he's uh, you know developed this insane uh, you know repertoire among uh, the general public quite yet. Uh, and you know that that could quickly you know change, but right now I think he's just kind of this alien that uh, the, yeah. you know the the rest of the world sees. But I, I also will say this: I think and this is just a theory. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has said this before, so uh, you know maybe maybe uh, this, I'm not the first one to have this uh, this opinion, but. When LeBron was drafted, that was actually kind of one of the low points of the NBA uh, in total of production, of yeah, talent, yeah. skill. Uh, the, those early 2000s, mid-2000s were, uh, were definitely down years. Um, and I think that was another reason why LeBron coming in was so hyped because they were like, fucking thank God we need someone. Yeah. We yes. need some talent. We need some people in here. Like, obviously, you know, you hit the Kobe and Shaq Lakers. But yeah, outside of yeah. that, there was some pretty bad teams. No, it was uh, a rough. It was a, yeah, it was a rough NBA at that point. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, it, it was a lot of just you know athletic guys that we you know again uh, weren't afraid to tussle. That's why uh, we, we we like uh, we like seeing all this. Reminds of our childhood watching basketball. Like, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, let's get a fight going. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think and then LeBron, you know, another thing to you know, I guess his credit, if you want to go that far, uh, is that he you know everybody's uh, there's no hype without a little bit of controversy. And yeah. uh, you know he had the the controversy about taking the uh, whatever it was the the Hummer or uh, yeah. the SUV. Uh, you know, signing that. Or actually, no, it might have been. I thought that's what it might, might have been a uh, Lambo. Actually, I don't yeah, think whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he he bought it for his mom or whatever, and then he got suspended from the team. Like it was like a yeah. full on drama. Like you can't really script some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's, I I, I don't think that Wembenyama is quite there. But I mean, I'll also say this: if you took Wembenyama now, put him back in two thousand two, two thousand three, people would be like, "What the fuck is oh, this?" Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, going back in time, he would be like ten leaps forward. At least we've had like the evolution <laughs> yeah, yeah. to him up to this point. You know, we've had the Chets and the fucking people uh, probably yeah, still call and, back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's also the fact that you know, Victor is French. Like it, you know, mm-hmm, you're, mm-hmm. If, if we're talking about, you know, an American league, people are going to be more hyped probably generally of, uh, about an American star. Um, and, and so, so, you know, there's, there's that as well, but, but yeah, like I think, yeah, a hundred percent. He's, he's, he's very much like a product of like the hype basketball hype of the internet. Like, because again, it, in 2003, we wouldn't have really even heard of this guy. He would have just been a mm-hmm. guy playing in France Overseas, that we yeah. heard the name and then we saw him drafted, you know, and we're like, we, we, we've seen like two minutes of tape on him from like the combine or something. So it's like, yeah, it's a totally different situation. It, it, it would be really tough to judge, though, because I think I really think if you go back in 2003, these guys wouldn't have known what to, you know, no, nobody drafting, you know, players would have known what to do, to do with Victor. And I think. The skepticism would have been probably even bigger. I think they would have went with LeBron. But if you didn't know anything about LeBron and you just see, saw him as a prospect and you fast forwarded him to now versus mm-hmm. Victor, I think a lot of teams would go with Victor over him with the way basketball is going because we've seen so many players with, you know, not quite as athletic and big as LeBron, but like guys like mm-hmm. that who have like busted like and and who uh, <laughs> who have been yeah. busts um, and you know who who just 
you know, yeah, haven't haven't had the greatest NBA careers because LeBron, even, you know, coming out of high school, he didn't, you know, profile as the greatest shooter. Uh, and we put so much, uh, you know, yeah. emphasis on shooting these days. Um, you know, he's, he's, you know, he was an incredible passer and scorer and, you know, you know the best all-around player. He still would have been, you know, I, I'm convinced a, you know, top two, top three pick uh, if, he, if he was in a draft today. But, but uh, I think, I think the, the, uh, the hype around players with weird ass bodies and, you know, things we've never seen mm-hmm. before and, you know, skill Freaky. and length and all this stuff, uh, you know, with, you, thanks to Giannis and, you know, these other guys, you see it with Chet and, and, and this year, you know, Victor's for sure going to be number one. Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of the newest, the newest trend in the NBA. I think a lot of people would, would go with Victor over LeBron, but I think that's fucking nuts. I think LeBron uh, by <laughs> far, uh, you know, I, I, if, if Victor Wembanyama somehow has a better career than LeBron, I'll, I'll eat this fish on the wall behind me, Matt. Nice. That'd be good. Uh, it uh, doesn't look like it's uh, even it close being cooked. Rock yeah. Uh But uh, yeah, and, and who knows? But I think actually the thing now that I'm most interested in seeing is will Victor Wembanyama be the first French player not to be universally disliked uh, in the <laughs> I, NBA? Because yeah. uh, we'll I don't see. think, has there hey, ever been Tony a French Parker. guy that's been liked? People like even Tony then, I don't I, even then I don't think that, that people really liked him. I think now people look back with uh, kind of those uh, the, the, the 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 reminiscing goggles. Yeah. I think that back then I don't think people really liked him because he also was kind of a dick. He, he was a little bit of a cocky <laughs> prick, but uh, I mean Nick I mean, Batum. I don't think the, people really hate Nick Batum. Uh, Evan Fournier, unfortunately, Fournier, everyone hates. Do not like hey, Gobert, no, I got it. Gobert, <laughs> Gobert, obviously Boris Diaw. No one's ever hated Boris Diaw, man. He's he's, I mean, he's yeah, universally loved. Yeah, how, how can yeah. you hate him? He's, he's, uh, we gotta have him, have him on, have a glass of wine with him. We've got a glass of vino. Oh, I love that. I love that. What, what is he like? A glass of wine, and a cappuccino, or espresso, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah, it is whatever. he likes to drink. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that guy's oh. a big dog for sure. Him and Chuck, he's like the French Chuck Hayes, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. 2014 Boris Diaw. Uh, I, I'll take him on my team mm-hmm. any day, man. He was uh, he was incredible. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, to finish up the podcast here, uh, I think we're a week delayed in this. Uh, I kind of forgot about it, so uh, I don't really give a shit. You're Fuck scared. You, guys You're, you, you know it. how good I'm going to uh, do. But yeah, we're, uh, I, I did some trivia a couple uh, about a week or two ago for, uh, from Mr. Flegel here. But uh, So I've got five trivia questions of my yeah, own to drop yeah. on Jordan's head. Here uh, we go. So let's, uh, let's see, uh, see how well you can do here, Jordan. Five questions. That's it. Uh, that's all you got to do, man. It's not that hard. Uh, it's just simple NBA trivia here. Okay. So the first question I'm going to give you, a, a lot of these somewhat themed to the to the topics of the episode. So uh, here here's the first one, Jordan. So Joel Embiid getting his, uh, I believe this is now his second 50-point performance of the, of the year. I think it would have been third had he, uh, I think there was one game he had like 48 or 49 this year yeah. too. So he's been, he's been scoring at a high clip. Uh, but can you name, there's six players uh, that have had, more are six or more 50 point games in a season uh and one and, and some of these guys have did more than once uh but can you name the six players who have had six or more 50 point games in a single season is this across nba history all nba history yeah so there's six guys who have had six or more six 50 or more. point games in a single season yes okay so wilt yeah, Wilt, of course. Uh, I think the one was like 50 games or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he yeah, averaged 50 to one season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I'm try- I'm going to try and go through history here. Uh, only six. Uh, oh, fucking hell. Did Kobe do it? Yeah, Kobe did it. Okay. Kobe's there. Four more. I'm trying. For some reason, you know what? Uh, I'm kind of. I don't know. I'm shaky about this, but. I feel like Jordan probably did it one year, did he? Yep, yep. Okay. MJ did it, yep. Three more. So you're three for three so far, batting 100. You know what? I feel like Shaq must have done it once. Nope, no oh, Shaq. Fuck! First miss, first God miss. God damn it! There's, I think there's two people on this that I would never have guessed. Oh, There's Christ. two people that I would never have guessed. I'll say that. But you'll, like, think... you'll, it'll make sense. You'll see. But okay. you know, you'll get them. Oh. Actually, now that you're saying this, okay, I feel like this... Ah. Did Iverson do it? No, no. Oh, Iverson. you gotta be kidding me! Okay, so you got uh, one more guess here. One more guess to salvage this. Go above fifty percent. Sake, man. Oh. Oh, I want to see someone in the eighty. I, this is my guess, but like someone like fucking Alex English or something like that. Uh, oh my God, Matt. That, 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 I don't know. Is that what you want to say? Do you, no. want, do you want to say Alex English? Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. No. <laughs> I'm trying to think of. Oh my god! 
There's one that you're missing here. Actually, technically, there's two that were very recent, actually. Uh, but there was one that was really close that was actually pushing, like, historic marks. Not maybe, like, four or five years ago. For the love of Christ. Ugh. I'm kind of blanking. Did KD do it? Nope. No KD. Fuck so it was my Will, life. Then Kobe. James Harden. Oh, you got... Oh, how did... Oh. Yeah. Then Michael Jordan. Damian Lillard had six. Really? And Rick I, and Rick and Rick Barry, the most forgotten. Uh, you know what? Star I would have eventually Rick gotten Barry. to Rick Barry, but never would yeah. I guess. Uh, I guess Dame. Uh, I totally yeah, forgot I about that Dame. run. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all right. Three, three, three out of six. six to, you know, you didn't fail. Uh, so that's all right. Uh, to, to move on to the next one, you know, Chris Paul. Uh, you know, again, people forget former uh, New Orleans Pelican, technically, uh, New Orleans Hornet that yep. was, uh, you know, they rebranded. Uh, that's, the, that's the franchise of his uh, his kin uh, now playing uh, yes. for the Phoenix Suns, obviously. Uh, but CP3, what was his career high in assists in a game? <sighs> Fucking hell. I know he's had an over 20 game, uh, but you, <sighs> can't be more than fucking, like, uh, I'm going to go... 21. 21. You got it, man. Yeah, nice. let's Not go. Bad. Chris Paul I know Stan. my I know my CP3, baby. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, and then that was also when he was, uh, you know, the young uh, the young star, uh, you know, scoring insane. Like, you guys have averages fucking like eight points per game now. Where's the Chris Paul? He's he like averaged 25. 30 a one yeah. season, man. Uh, people forget. These youngins forget. He dunked on Dwight Howard. Should have uh, Should have probably had an MVP at one point. 100%. He came second. I think, I think he was second in the Kobe year. And as much mm-hmm. as I think Kobe deserved one, uh, CP was probably should have got it that year over Kobe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, the next one. Uh, you know, we were talking about the Raptors and the Magic. Uh, there's those tough losses. Who has the edge in regular season head-to-head wins all time? The Raptors or the Magic? You oh, have a 50-50 fuck? chance of getting this. And again, the Raptors oh. come into the league 1995. So since 95, who do you think's oh, right. got the, the, the lead? Honestly, I think it's close, but it's got to be the Magic. And I'm pretty really? sure it's the it's the Raptors, and I think it was 56 to 42. I didn't write it down, but I think well, the all time. Se- right. Oh, I guess more recently, yeah. I mean, the Magic have been pretty bad for a while, <laughs> like a while. But I, I was yeah. thinking back to you know all the, all the Dwight Howard years. They they were good, so or at least good enough to beat those Raptors teams. So yeah, I thought it would true. be tilted more in the. Favor of the magic, but okay, good, good for the raps. We've got some to, you know, uh, <laughs> this yeah, is great. Silver lining, good news. Silver yeah. lining. Okay, we still got time. Uh, okay, the next one. We were talking about Victor Wembanyama, uh, young stud. Can you tell me who the youngest NBA player ever was? Youngest player to suit up in an NBA game. Oh, I feel like I know this. Uh, someone was seventeen. Why do I think it was Kobe? Was it not Kobe? Uh, Kobe was, I think, the third youngest. Oh. He was like 18, 18 and like 17 or Wait, let me get one more guess. Let me get one more guess. Sure. Wait, 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 wait. You were uh, close with Kobe. That's my hint. Oh. Oh, no. You'll understand what I mean by this if you don't get it. Uh, who was it? No, I'm, I don't know. Just tell me. Youngest NBA player, Andrew Bynum, 18 years in six days. Oh, my God. Wow. So I think he signed when he was 17, but by the time he debuted, he was 18. I totally forgot that. Not even a week. I totally forgot that Andrew Bynum came straight out of high school. I completely forgot. It was a beast. What a phenom. What a fucking Uh, career. All right, Jordan. You know, you you, got to clean this up. I need this. And this is probably the hardest one I would have on here. Uh and, and this is one, because I didn't even know this one. This uh, this was a fun one that I, I was able to find here. Uh, who's the only player to win six man of the year and most improved player in the same season? Someone won both awards in the same season? Mm-hmm. Well, great, Matt. I mean, clearly I don't know. Um, let me think. Someone, that must have been a long ass. That must have been, honestly, in the fucking 80s. Uh, oh... Maybe then, oh my god. It, it, it definitely hasn't happened since 2000. I would have remembered. Uh, I'll tell you the year. It was 1998-1999. So, six man and most improved. Mm-hmm. 1990-1999. Uh, Fucking hell, man. The Spurs won that year. The Knicks were good. Uh, oh my god. 1999. Fuck. Um, 
Latrell Sprewell. Sorry, Jordan. It was Daryl Armstrong, six Fuck foot you, point man. guard. Uh, you know, I, I can't remember who exactly he was playing at the playing for at the time, but Daryl Armstrong taking that one. So, you know, it wasn't your best performance, Jordan. You were talking the talk, but you couldn't walk the walk. But uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll give you redemption in the next couple weeks here. Uh, but we'll uh, see, Matt. We will see. I'll give you some hard ones next time. All right. I'll and, give you and, some. And we want, we, yeah, and we want you guys to also give us some hard ones and give us some questions here at Big Dog Ball Talk. Oh, oh man, wait, submit, yo. yeah, hey, I'd love, I'd love one. Uh, throw it right down my plate. Uh, <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, what? Uh, who said that? I uh, just throw, throw us a couple trivia, throw, throw some trivia questions at Big Dog Ball Talk, Instagram, TikTok, even on uh, you know on Twitter, that would be a great way. You know, reach out to YouTube, us. We'll get our YouTube, producer. we're coming to YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. YouTube, yeah. YouTube. Get get we're our uh, we'll, we'll get our producer Alex to uh, to re- get these questions all there. We won't know the answers. Uh, you know, Alex, uh, I'm now signing you up for this, so uh, enjoy that. Um, but yeah, it'll uh, that'll be great. And of course, yeah, if you want to stay up to date with uh, our latest takes and any updates on the show, you know, be sure to follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, you know, your support really helps us out uh, growing this channel. So uh, thank you guys for all that support. Uh, but that's all the time for today's pod. Uh, thank you guys again. We'll be back Friday to recap what's been going down in the NBA throughout the week. This has been Matt Icorn with Jordan Flegel, Big Dog Ball Talk. And as my good friend Jordan always says. I uh, got a question for you, Matt. Uh, mm-hmm. Who are you going for? World Cup semifinals. Who you got going through? We got, we got France and Argentina. No. Um, who's Croatia, playing Argentina? Croatia, Croatia, Croatia and Argentina. France mm-hmm. and Morocco. Who you got? Who you got? I told you, man. I'm rocking. Let's go with the Ca- the Canadian okay. group. Let's go Croatia, Morocco. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. Let's yeah, go. yeah. Make us look then good. We can, Make us look we can, good, baby. Make us look good. We can hold our head high, man. That's that's what I'm going for as well. Please, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. And again, get get the get the favorites the hell out of the the you know the tournament. Messi's being a little bitch after yeah. uh, you know his last game. Mbappe is yeah. a bit too cocky. Uh, he needs humbling. So uh, so let's go. Let's go. Team yeah, uh, or group go. Canada all the way, man. Group group, group F. Canada. What were we? Yeah. Let's group go. F. Say F, baby. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha